I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. So you want to know the best thing about this Christmas cruise I'm doing? What? On Christmas Day, I'm getting a two-hour massage. Oh, my God. That sounds incredible. I know. Open presents, massage. I'll be eating tamales and drinking the tequila that our lawyer sent to us, which also sounds amazing. That does sound pretty fantastic. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this episode, we'll share our team theme for 2019. We also have a listener question from the parent of a teenage aspiring writer. And we have a Hollywood hack from The Fix's director of photography. And we're going to share some celebrity sighting secrets. They're out there. You just have to know where to look. Yes. But first, an update. We wanted to remind everybody about the perfect holiday gift, the gift of a podcast. Yes. Gretchen, your sister, Gretchen Rubin, started this. It's so cool. It's basically a gift certificate for a podcast. You go to giftofpodcast.com, and you can print this gift certificate that has a space for what podcast you think someone should listen to and why you think they'll like it. It's a really great way to have a personalized and free gift. And Sarah, for anybody out there looking for a great podcast to recommend, um, Dirty John is one of our favorites. And we had to mention, shout out to Alex Cunningham, our friend and fellow TV writer who um, is executive producing, creating, show running the TV version of Dirty John. And Connie Britton, who's starring in it, just got nominated for a Golden Globe. It's on Bravo. Everybody watch it. Um, So congrats to Alex and check out Dirty John. It is a great podcast and a great TV show. Yes. And just such an amazing gift, the gift of podcast year. It's free, expands horizons, it's entertaining, it's educational, it's fun, and it gives you something to talk about with your friends. Yes. 
Um, and we also wanted to share this lovely email that we got from Deborah about Liz's teeth. Yeah, I mentioned my when <laughs> our segment about turning a negative into a positive. I said I had turned my gap in my teeth um, into just deciding it was my own like quirky feature, and I was just going to embrace it because after years and years of trying to get rid of it, it just wasn't happening. So Deborah wrote, I was just listening to today's episode where you talk about reframing your attitude about the gap in your teeth. I wanted to tell you that the French think this gap is very charming, and it is called les dents de bonheur, happiness teeth. I mean, who knew, Sarah, that my teeth were a symbol of our podcast, happiness teeth. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you for letting us know that, Deborah. By the way, we wanted to mention to our listeners, if anyone wants to get us a Christmas gift because you're just, you know, brimming over with uh, Christmas spirit, um, we would love a review in iTunes. We would love for you to go onto iTunes and um, rate and review Happier in Hollywood because it really helps the podcast. Yeah, it really helps listeners find us. And what a wonderful time to do that. Right around the holidays. So thank you in advance for all those reviews. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's, drumroll please, our team theme for 2019. Yes. (laughs) Um, Last year, our team theme was expand. Yes. We we wanted to expand, well, as I say, um, cribbed from Bravo, always and always. Yes. Um, And how would you say we did? I I think we did pretty darn great. I mean, we expanded in the sense that we did get a show on the air, which for a TV writer is kind of your number one goal, obligation, you know. Desire. Desire consumes every waking thought. So that was huge. Yes, that was very, very big. Um, We also expanded our podcast audience. We moved to Cadence 13. A lot's been going on in our sort of happier in Hollywood sphere. Yes. And then, Sarah, we also expanded our relationships, and the podcast actually helped us do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, one thing we talk about a lot is, you know, who you know is very important. I mean— for happiness, but also for career advancement. And it's always good to network, to meet more people, to deepen relationships. And we are able now to invite people on the podcast who we find interesting, who we admire, who we want to talk to. And in having these conversations with people, we get to know them better. And it's really deepened some of our relationships in a great way. Absolutely. And and the show has done that as well. Yes. You know, we've been able to spend so much time talking to specifically our executives at the studio and the network about the show, which definitely expands into other categories. And just you get to know people so much better when you are regularly communicating with them. And like the number of people that we now work with has expanded because of the show in a really, really great way. Yes. The Fix has brought us so much. Yeah. Um, Now, one place, Sarah, I wish we'd expanded a little bit more is in the TV writing community, sort of uh, in a leadership position, for instance, being on a committee at the Guild, Mm -hmm. being part of the Time's Up uh, committee, uh, things like that. 
um, I would like to expand more into, but we were just so crushed with work as we've, you know, got on and on and on about on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we really just didn't have the time to go outside of ourselves in that way. Yes. And that's something I think we should try to prioritize in 2019. Yes. Um, okay. So good on us. We expanded in 2018. We did what we wanted to do. So now it's 2019. New year, new word, new goals. Yes. And so we talked about this quite a bit, and we came up with our new team theme for 2019. Bigger drum roll. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Explode. Yay. Explode is our word. You came up with this. And I, after, you know, going through all these different words, you came up with expand also. So you're like the guru of of the the team team theme. theme. (laughs) But when you said explode, I was like, that's it. That's our word. I mean, I don't know how you're going to top that in 2020. Yes. How does it get better than explode? Uh, Retire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the one we're working toward. Yes. Um, Yes. So in 2019, we want to – obviously, we want our TV career to explode. We want the fix to be – a huge success. Yes. It's hard because that's so out of our control. Uh, yes. And um, statistically, it's very hard. Yeah. But we think we've got an amazing show with an awesome cast. It looks phenomenal. So, you know, we think it should be a ginormous hit. Yeah. Like, we went to a mix uh, this week of an episode, and at the end of the mix, everyone just burst into applause spontaneously. Never happened. Never. We've never <laughs> been to a mix like that. It was so cool. Um, so we're really proud of the show, and we just really want it to do well. So that's one way where we want to explode. Yeah, and part of exploding for us as TV writers, and this is a bigger goal that is going to take a lot of muscle to accomplish, <laughs> um, is getting multiple shows on the air. Yes. So we want The Fix to get a season two and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but we also want to be able to produce multiple shows. Right. Because that's, you know, part of being a TV writer is you want to have as many TV shows as you can. So that would be an explosion of yes. us to get multiple shows on the air. Yes, absolutely. And and we have a slate of shows yes. that we're Dying to do. Yes. Um, a couple in particular kind of rise to the top. Yeah. Um, so it's certainly within the realm of possibility. And then another thing we want to do, Sarah, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, and by putting it out there, we, it will happen, is we want to do a retreat in Ojai for aspiring TV writers. Yes. We want to help people get a job and keep a job as a TV writer. Um, It's something we've been talking about doing for years, um, and we think this spring is the time to actually do it. Yes. Uh, One of the things we love doing is reaching out to people who are just starting out in this industry because it can be so hard and It seems like a lot of times there's so little guidance or really conflicting advice Mm -hmm. about things. Um, So it just it's so exciting to us to kind of finally have that penciled in on the horizon. Yes. So um, we'll we'll be obviously talking a lot more about that in 2019. Yes. So listen up if you're interested in uh, getting and keeping a job as a TV writer in Hollywood. And then, of course, there's Happier in Hollywood. This wonderful podcast. Yes. We want it to continue (laughs) to grow. We want it to explode even more. Yes. Um, And one of the things that we want to do is have another meetup. Yes. We had a 
amazing meetup at the beginning of 2018. So we're going to schedule that early in 2019. We yes. don't know exactly when yet because the calendar is so full. Yeah. Um, but we're going to find a date for that soon. And then we also want to do a fiction podcast. Yes, we do. Um, that's a big that's a big explosion if we manage to do it. Yes. Um, so that we're sort of putting that out there as something we want to do. Um, we're going to have to find the time, of course. We are. I think we were so incredibly inspired by Homecoming. Yes. And it really feels like the next frontier in mm-hmm. storytelling. Yeah. Um, so we really, really want to do that. Yeah. So these are all the ways in which we want to explode. If we accomplish all this, I mean— It's going to be a hell of a year. Yeah, it's going to be a great (laughs) year. Um, I want to hear from everybody. What's your theme? I mean, we have a team theme. You can have an individual theme. Or maybe you want to get together with people at work, your teams, and come up with a a theme for your department at work. Um, Regardless if it's for you or for a team, we want to hear what are your themes because we always end up, like, adopting multiple themes into our own that we hear from listeners. We're like, ooh, that's That's good. We need to incorporate that. So email us or send us a voice memo about your theme, your work theme. This is really a work thing. Yes. Um, this is not the personal theme, which we'll also be discussing. Um, this is a work theme. Um, and uh, we'll, we will dig into those and share them. As we explode into 2019. Yes. Next up, we'll answer a listener question from the parent of a teenage aspiring writer. But first, an ad break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it's time for a segment we call The Mail Room, in which we answer a listener question about the entertainment industry, and this comes from Katie. She says, I heard your segment today with advice to a parent of a young adult aspiring writer. And that was, Sarah, where someone asked us when they should tell their kid, um, recent college graduate, to stop trying to make it in Hollywood and go to law school, and we said, back off, essentially, <laughs> in a nice way. Um Katie says, I wondered what advice you had for parents of teenagers who want to be TV show comedy, in this case, writers. Our our extremely bright 16-year-old son has decided he would like to be a TV writer. He is clever and creative, and we want him to pursue his dream. My husband and I come from analytical backgrounds and are completely not familiar with the creative or TV world, but are 100% supportive of him pursuing the path of his choosing, including this one. We would love your advice on what he can be doing in high school and college to best set himself up for success. Should he go to college in New York or L.A. so he can be close to the actor? from the the beginning? 
Should he go to school with a strong journalism program? Should he go to the biggest brand name college he is admitted to? What things are people looking for in a new college grad who is applying to be a writer's PA or an intern on a late night show? He looks to us for guidance and we feel inadequate to answer his questions. Well, uh, what a good mom, oh, first know. of all. these are mom, All the parents who listen to our show are such good parents. They're so great. Well, there's no one answer to this. No. Of course. There are advantages to being in New York and L.A., especially L.A. If you want to be a sitcom writer, if you want to be a late-night writer, more, most of the shows are in New York, but there are some in L.A. Here's the advantages. Yes, you're close to the action. You can get internships. You can get to know people, you know— People are circulating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the disadvantage, though, is if you go somewhere else, say you go to Wisconsin, say you go to New Orleans for college, it gives you a bigger breadth of experience. Yes, but I mean, I'm going to your people succeed in groups thing, which I firmly mm. believe. Um, if you're in L.A. Or, and you're in New York and you're developing those relationships in college, I do think it helps to kind of then start. Start your career with a group of people. Yes, which is nice. Like people who go to USC, for example, I mean, they're like true blue friends forever and they move through the entertainment business together and they often rise to the highest levels. There's a lot to be said for that. And if you want to be a comedy writer, of course, there's one. I mean, if you go to Harvard and you're on the Harvard Lampoon, you're basically handed a job, you know, at (laughs) SNL when you graduate. So, I mean, that is the primo preparation for being a comedy writer. Yeah. But what I love about this letter is she's asking early when her son is still quite young. Um, And so my, like, primary piece of advice is just learn how to write. Yes. And I don't mean even, like, learn how to be creative or anything lofty. I mean literally learn where to put a comma. Yes. Being able to write a good sentence is incredibly important for any job as a writer in Hollywood. Um, And it will just take him far. Yeah, and he's still at an age where a lot of his focus is on reading and writing, like reading really good books and writing papers. Like, Work on the actual craft of writing and learning what it takes on just a basic structural level to engage people in a sentence and not, like, distract them with with bad grammar and bad structure. Like, that is a real impediment when you're reading a script. Mm, Yeah. Like— to just engaging with the creative process that's happening within the script. You can't get there if it's literally if the sentences are bad. Yes, that's so true. You know, I complain about that all the time. It seems obvious, but it's not. Yes, it's really not. And then the other thing um, he should do is immerse himself in the comedy world. Watch comedy specials, learn about comedians, read books. Like, I think a lot of people who are successful, you find out they had an obsession and a passion from a young age, and they really immerse themselves um, in the world that they're interested in. Yeah. Um, You know, everything for us goes back to Jenna Fisher's book in a lot of ways for kind of making it in Hollywood in whatever arena. Like, just tell him to hustle and do his own stuff. He should be writing a lot. He should be reading a lot. And he can make his own short movies. You know, if you look at a lot of people's careers, that's how they started. Lena Dunham started that way. Sarah Gertrude Shapiro started that way. 
like just make your own product because one, it develops your skills, and then two, you have calling cards to give people when they're looking to hire. And people could hire and absolutely hire a writer's PA because they have a cool short. Oh, totally. And one other thing I want to mention, Sarah, because she asked, should he go to the biggest brand name college he can get into? And frankly, I would say probably yes. Yeah. It matters. I mean, are there plenty of people who make it in Hollywood at the highest levels who don't even go to college? Absolutely. But yes. if you're going to college, there is no doubt that if you have a good name on your resume for college, it is a help in terms of getting a writer's PA job. Does it matter where you went to college when you're going to pick up lunch? In theory, no, but people do care. So I think that is a helpful thing to get your foot in the door. I agree. And I also think wherever he goes to school, if he goes to school in Ohio or he goes to school in New York or he goes to school in Washington— Come to L.A. or New York if he wants to be in late night. But go to one of those places for the summer for internships. Yes, 100 percent. If you can afford to do that, if you don't need to, like, work a restaurant job all summer, that is hugely helpful. And move to these cities as soon as you graduate. Yes. Do not think that you're going to be in, you know, Akron, Ohio, and make it as a late night comedy writer. You are not. I mean— Sorry if there's, like, a great late-night comedy show in Akron that I don't know about. But I'm just <laughs> saying it's, like, so many people we know, like, wish they'd moved to L.A. when they were 25. So, yeah. you know, come here. This We're here. We're waiting for you. There's a good comedy scene in Chicago. Maybe yes, that might be that's the only exception. Chicago has a huge comedy scene, and you can—a lot of people go from Chicago to New York or Chicago to L.A. So if you're not moving to L.A. or New York, I would suggest Chicago. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for that question. Coming up, we reveal this week's Hollywood hack, courtesy of The Fix's director of photography. But first, an ad break. One of my secrets to adulthood is that great luggage makes a huge difference to your travel experience, which is why I am obsessed with Briggs & Riley. It's extremely durable, has amazing features that make packing and getting around easier, and they have the best lifetime guarantee in the industry. So if your bag is ever broken or damaged, they will repair it free of charge, no proof of purchase needed, no questions asked, even if an airline damages your bag. Yes, and I love that they have supremely smooth, shock-absorbing wheels for easy gliding through your travels. Hot off the press, the Simpatico collection of hard-sided luggage is new and improved and just launched on Briggs-Riley.com. It has the new one-touch feature, which allows you to expand your luggage, pack it, then compress it to its original size so a carry-on can still fit in the overhead compartment, and that's just one of the new features. Available in black, navy blue, and olive green. Okay, it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack, Liz, which is courtesy of Bob Humphreys, our DP on The Fix. For those people who don't know, DP stands for Director of Photography. He's in charge of lighting and cameras, and, I mean, he's amazing. He makes yes. the show look stunningly beautiful. Yes. Um, and he had a really wonderful Hollywood hack. Yes, he said, be nice to everyone because you never know who will be your boss one day. And that is so darn true. I think it's probably true, again, in most industries, yeah. but in ours, it's especially true. Really true. Today's assistant is 
you know, tomorrow's studio head. Yes. This is part of why we make an effort to really, really hire supremely talented lower-level writers yes. and really awesome assistants. Yes, yes. Because we want them to hire us. Yes, someday. 15 or 20 years from now. Yeah. Or five years. Five is fine. Five <laughs> um, is Brooke. It can this happen is, this quickly. This is to you. It can happen quickly. <laughs> Um, and it, but it, look, you should be nice to everyone just because you want to be a decent human being. But if you don't feel like being a be- decent human being, <laughs> at least know for your own selfish interest yes. to be nice because it really is true that and people have long memories. Yes, I mean, we do. know people who do keep physical lists of people who treated them badly so that they can try to get back at them in the future when they rise. So We don't have a physical list. But no, we, we don't. We do keep a mental list. I'm just saying us well, personally, yes. we have a we definitely we have a mental list. We do. Yeah. Um, but others have an actual written list. So anyway, that's advice to everyone out there, courtesy of Bob. Be nice to everyone because you never know who will be your boss one day. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's celebrity sighting, except today we're not actually telling everyone about a celebrity we saw. We are going to share where you might have a celebrity sighting of your own. Right. If you are a tourist who's coming to L.A., if you live in L.A. and you think you're not seeing enough (laughs) A-list celebrities, uh, this is the episode for you. Yes. Now, obviously, um, there are places where you can see celebrities like private schools. There's tons. um, Studio lots. um, But those aren't places that you can just go to. So we're really going to focus on public places anyone can go and have a good chance of spotting a celebrity. Right. So the first one, I think I've had a couple of celebrity sightings that I've mentioned Farmers markets. Yes. Um, we do the Studio City Farmers Market, but any farmers market, particularly the Hollywood one, is probably good. Yeah, Larchmont. Excellent. Yes. And the Studio City Farmers Market definitely has a high concentration of celebrities because one thing a lot of people don't realize is that many, many, many huge celebrities live in the valley. <laughs> you know, in Studio City, in Sherman Oaks, in Encino, in Calabasas. I mean, people just think, oh, they're in Beverly Hills and Bel Air. A lot of them are in the Valley. Yes. Um, and then, Liz, your number one celebrity sighting spot is a restaurant called Il Segreto. Yes. It's at the top of Maholland. Um, it's an Italian restaurant. We love it. It's kind of just a local Italian place. And um, I have seen so many celebrities there. I mean, let me just name a few. Okay. Sylvester Stallone, Danny DeVito, Rhea Perlman, Gwen Stefani, Lisa Marie Presley, and various housewives. Lisa Vanderpump, Kyle Richards. I mean, I, this, I go to there and I just wait to see famous people. And almost every time I see someone huge. It's like the bonanza spot. It really is. So if you're coming to L.A. and you want, you know, and it's on a weeknight, by the way, a weeknight at Il Segreto is a because it's in Bel Air. And so it's like the closest restaurant to many people who live in Bel Air. 
Because it's in the hills. Yes. And it's like in a lovely little spot. Yes. And it's a great restaurant. And the place next door is probably great, too, which is a sushi place. Yes. Anything at the top of Mulholland. I saw James Gandolfini once at the top of Mulholland sitting outside of the um, deli. So, you know, it's it's a spot. (laughs) And then, of course, there's the children's birthday party places. Yes, because celebrities also have to take their kids to birthday parties. (laughs) So like a Sky Zone um, trampoline place. I saw Jason Bateman there once. Uh Um, Laser tag places, pins, uh, Bowling. bowling. Like if you have kids and you need to do activities with them, keep your eyes open because you very well may spot a celebrity. And then, of course, there are the trendy hiking spots. Mm, Yeah. Um, Fryman Canyon is a big one. That's where you see Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin all the time. Yes, and I've seen many celebrities there. That's where you had your... Your parking lot run-in with Michael Jiglis. That's right. Another celebrity I saw at Ryman Canyon. And then there's Griffith Park and Runyon Canyon. Yes. Doesn't Drew Barrymore hike all the time or something at Runyon? I feel like people have seen her there. Probably. I mean, many, many people do. And then, of course, there's um, restaurants. Certain restaurants really draw celebrities. The number one that we've heard about is Craig's, which I've never been to, but Adam has been to many times. That's where he saw Mariah Carey, Yes, exactly Uh right. Um, It is a hot spot on Melrose. And it really, I mean, I think it's like they probably have several celebrities there every single night. Wow. And then there's a vegan Mexican restaurant in West Hollywood called Gracias Madre. That's my worst Spanish accent ever that the Kardashians apparently go to a lot. Yes, Liz. allegedly so. I have to go. so. I've seen the Kardashians in Beverly Hills, so I've spotted a few of them. Nice. And then another really popular sushi place, I don't, you and I don't go there, but we've heard about a lot of celebrity sightings there, is Sugarfish. Yes. Um, and there's locations in Beverly Hills and on Miracle Mile and in the Valley, right? In the Valley. Yeah, there's one in the Valley. I have Sugarfish delivered. I never actually oh, go there. Okay. So those are some spots. Oh, and then, of course, Sarah the Grove. I mean, it's so counterintuitive because you think if you're a celebrity, why in the hell would you go to the Grove, which is like the most crowded place in all of Los Angeles? Yes, it's an outdoor mall and it is so packed. It's such a tourist spot. And yet celebrities go there all the time. It is the last place I would go if I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, I love the growth. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but anyway, there are a lot of celebrities there. So yeah. there's a few ideas. People do email us and ask us where they can see celebrities. So there are some ideas. You know, do with luck. them what you will. Good luck. <laughs> All right. That's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to everyone at Cadence 13. And thank you to our assistant, Mary Merkins, the best networker we've ever known. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. Fain, and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. For realsies. (laughs) 
Sarah, we have to start keeping a lookout, by the way, for Justin Bieber. Oh, right. He moved to Toluca Lake. He, like, got married, and now he's, like, an old married guy living in Toluca Lake. Yeah, which is where we're recording this podcast. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Not a thing, Chuck. Much it's all like good. our producer, Chuck, he got <laughs> married and moved to Toluca Lake. <laughs> all right. Well, Justin, we're looking for you.